time, every time It's been a long time Our time come, check out your dreams Keep your eyes open, chatting in the streets Be way, be way Our time come, check out your dreams Keep your eyes open, chatting in the streets Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews. As always, coming to you from the lands of the Bunurong, Boonwarung and Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, Aboriginal lands now known as the City of Melbourne in Australia. For this episode, we're going to the lush uptown abode and studio of the great producer Don Corleone in the Cherry Garden suburb of Kingston. Born Donovan Bennett back in 1978, Don is a producer who had a huge impact on reggae and dancehall in the 2000s, but it's been a lot quieter in recent years. I recorded this one in July 2012 with my wife Mina. We had the pleasure of hanging out at the studio for the better part of an afternoon and watching Don work with the bass player Danny Basie. I also interviewed Protégé there, which you can hear back in episode 5. As a bit of an aside, when putting together the notes for this episode, I looked up Don Corleone's Wikipedia page. Not only is it surprisingly short for somebody as accomplished as he is, it was also pretty funny. At the time of me making this podcast, it reads... Don Corleone, born Donovan Bennett in 1978, is a Jamaican record producer, songwriter and mixer. He has worked with artists and fictional characters including Cranky Kong, Congo Crew, Migos, Sean Paul, Sizzler, Rihanna, Donkey Kong, Bluster Kong, Bounty Killer, Vibes Cartel, Shaggy, Caramund, Rarity, Squidward Tentacles, Nicki Minaj, Pressure Gentleman, Protégé, Pitbull and others. Don, if by any chance you ever hear this, you might want to clean that page up a bit. Or not, you can leave it like that, it's pretty funny. Anyway, as always, I'm presenting this interview completely unedited, from the time I hit start on the recorder to the time I hit stop. He does say off the record at one point, but we're only talking about country dancers versus city dancers at that point. I think it's quite an interesting discussion, so I've left it in. Hopefully he doesn't mind. So here we go, Jesse I interviews Don Corleone, July 2012. Um... Cool. Yeah, just tell me when you're ready, Mina. Yeah, yeah. I just got to find somewhere to rest my. Office. Yeah, we got to buy a tripod. Got the camera's kind of an afterthought. Mm. Okay. All right. So right now I'm in Cherry Gardens in Kingston, Jamaica, in the studio of the great producer Don Corleone. Thank you for joining me here on Babylon Burning. Pleasure to be here. First thing I have to ask about the pronunciation because. Uh, I never really know if it's Don Corleone or Don Corleone, as they would say in uh, Italy. They, they say it all different ways, you know, yeah. Don Corleone, Don Corleone, um, Don Corleone, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's So how do you say it? That works. Yeah? Don Corleone. Okay. Yeah. So um, I always like to start with some background on everybody I speak to. I'd like to know where you were born and what life was like for you growing up. Yeah, basically I was born in St. Elizabeth, raised up in St. Elizabeth. And just just love music from a young age. Started to play sound system from 12, 13. Had my own sound system from then and just... Basically just having fun, you know, growing up as I go in school, you know, basics. Okay. So what about um, your start in the music business? When did you first, you know, discover you could produce like this? Boy, I, I'd have to say it was like in 2001. Um, I had a dub student, Mona. We usually call a lot of dubs, a lot of people. So. Okay. 
Um, I, I was friends with I was friends with Baby G, that's the son of James. Mm-hmm. So like one day he knew that I I knew Caesar. Caesar was my virgin, but he didn't know him. So he had a rhythm named Mexican. And him asked me if I could I get Caesar on it for him. Mm. So I said, Yeah, man, give me it. I'm just Caesar. I said, Yo, my rhythm, just put it on it. And he just put it on it. And then later on, I told Caesar, Yo, Baby G, I got it for him. From that baby G look at me and say, Oh, I produce a first star produce. And I said, Produce, nah, man, a dub plate, man, and sound thing, you know? So from, from there, it really gave my interest to do it. Okay. What kind of equipment were you using back then? Mm, when I recorded my first rhythm, um, I used a Sony Vio, 400 megahertz. And that was about it. And I had a, a Yamaha o- O1V board. And that was it. So you've come a long way from the the start back then to the studio we see today. Yeah, man, a, a long, long way, you know. Yeah, man. So what was the first rhythm that um, that was released under the label Don Corleone? The, for, the first rhythm was Madan's rhythm. Mm-hmm. That was the rhythm that that brought Babs Cartel to the world. I remember actually my first trip to Jamaica was ten years ago, two thousand and two, and that rhythm was was one we heard all over the place. So yeah, when did it first drop? Um, it was 2002? Yeah, it was 2002, you know. I gave DJ Wayne from RFM. Mm-hmm. And from that Friday evening when he started playing, you know, it was just a big buzz after that. Right. So, so I mean, how did your career take off from then? Well, it, put it this way, the hardest thing in producing is like building relationships with the artists, get to know the artists, to, to get them to voice and the rhythm and stuff. And, in which I built a relationship with them over the years doing dub plates, playing sound systems. I usually do dub plates for DJ Khalid, Tony Mataran, Stone Love, you name a sound on this earth, I've done dub plates for. So that's basically where I started my roots and, you know, getting to know everybody and basically. Okay. Um, I guess it was 2004 that the Drop Leaf came out. Mm-hmm. For me as a, uh, a reggae uh, DJ selector, it seems like that, that rhythm was hugely important in uh, the development of, of reggae music out of Jamaica in the last 10 years. Since then, it, there's so many drop leaf clones, it almost uh, became a sort of sub-genre of music. We <laughs> think that that's, that's some truth in that? Yeah, I would say that, yes, because one drop was always here, you know, it's just who really love it and, and, and the... the, the the type of crowd what that was coming up was listening to that one job. Obviously, like the type of crowd at that time that was listening to my music mm-hmm. based on Madan's Good To Go and those things were like younger people. So, me basically playing sound system, playing all these wicked one job, Bobby Digital, Fatis, Jammies, Studio One, John Jala, the whole of those things, and knowing all these things. I always said, yo, I need to do something like this, you know? I need to have a one job rhythm. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it good, you understand? Mm-hmm. So, just the mere fact that me being the producer of that time and coming with a, a one drop rhythm, you know, in which we put our feel to it, a little different, more R&B-ish, little bit, and it does catch a younger crowd too, so right. that was a real stepping point in where a lot of young youth want to reggae, they want to produce one drop rhythm too, 
you know, it, it really strengthened re reggae music back then. Mm. But it was always here. Right. You mentioned the R&B influence mm -hmm. on that, um, and that's one thing, you know, that's I, I actually, there, w there was some backlash from some circles about mm -hmm. the R&B influence on the music. Yeah, um, the backlash, every song got number one, so that was a backlash. <laughs> yeah. If that's kind you of backlash you're getting, different. You have to do things different. Yeah. Obviously, if I'm going to do something, I bring my flavor to it. True. Obviously, if you hear Bobby Digital produce a scissor now, you're going to know it's Bobby produce it. Mm -hmm. Because he have a sound, he have him, him, him signature, you understand? Yeah. So everybody have to let them mark. Everybody, put it this way, you have people that will like it, people will not, but I make music what makes me happy first, so yep. that's what it's important. Yeah. In the last couple of years, you've had some huge one-drop rhythms, um, major and minor, uh, battery done, I mean, uh, I have no idea why I did that, <laughs> it Must just, I guess, tried in, but that was really weird. What was I saying? No, yeah. Memory card full? Yeah, that's why I was... Alright, All right, we'll concentrate on the audio, that's right. the main thing. Um, so in, in recent years you've had some huge hits with one drop rhythms, major and minor, um, mm. bus all over the world, and mm. uh, the message rhythm in Melbourne that played at almost every dance for, for mm. most of the year. Much respect to support it, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, people love it. I think in this day and age, people are sort of starving for roots and culture one-drop rhythms. Jamaica really has slowed down the production of that kind of music in recent years. And, uh, I mean, really it seems like Don Corleone, Jukebox and Penthouse are probably the only labels still producing new roots rhythms now. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Mm, I wouldn't say that. You have other people that do one-drop rhythms too, but... Put it this way, it, that's that's the problem. It's not I'm going to put out a one jap rhythm. I'm going to make a one jap rhythm. You have to put good songs on these rhythms. Mm. If you don't put good songs, it's not going to work. You have to put songs that you relate to all over the world. It is not you know a genre based where it's just Jamaicans going to understand it mm. in a sense. So it, it, you know it's it, it's a few people that do, does reggae authentically. Speaking of international, um, of course, on the major and minor, you had a huge hit with Jay Boog. Yes. You've also voiced Fiji. Mm -hmm. um, you work. It seems like you're working with more international artists. Um, how did you come to be in this? You know, or how did you actually come to voice Fiji to start with? Is probably and uh, Jay Boog is it? Well, I'm, I met Jay Boog through Morgan Heritage. Actually, they came to Jamaica and sparring them and say, they want me to produce a song for this guy and this name. And Automatically, I went in the studio, I was listening, and, and when I heard him sing, I was like, damn. I said, no, this dude can sing. I want to do something with him, man. We started to do the track mm -hmm. here at my house, and I just, just produced it well. You know, when, when I first did it, I, did, I wasn't hearing like, the clarity in his voice, because obviously, you know, I'm a Jamaican, and I'm not hearing his like, accent, and I say, mm -hmm. yo, this thing wants a low voice behind it. And that's where he got that low voice put in behind the track, you know, to make it more clear to, you know, Jamaicans mm. could really accept it and understand it in a sense that it's not another foreign person doing reggae or, you know, it's not authentic, it's not like a Jamaican person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that relationship obviously works well both ways. It's helped expose your productions to the world and it's helped expose definitely, him here. Definitely, one hand wash the other, you know. Mm. Yeah, man, even Fiji taught me a lot from, from just, I just met him, you know? Right. Yeah, man, he's a very knowledgeable, knowledgeable person, very smart, very 
amazing singer, amazing musician, you know, after mm. big him up every time. Right. Another international artist, um, a bit closer to Jamaica, but Pressure, of course, comes yeah. from the Virgin yeah, Islands. Yes, yes, yes. That's another talent I worked with right. out of Jamaica. Um, actually, I found him. I was in Miami one time. I was in a music store and I bought some <coughs> stuff and somebody gave me a CD and said, listen this guy. And I said, all right, I'll listen it. And I said, yo, this guy bad. They said first song I recorded it was Love and Affection. Right, which so, was a big hit here. Yeah, all and over the world, the world, all yeah. over the world. So, Gentleman is another person. Mm -hmm. Actually, he's, he's one of the first person out of Jamaica I ever worked with. Okay. So, so has it been a conscious decision or effort on your part to work with international artists? Because it seems I'm like you do it I'm not going to limit myself as a producer. As long as somebody sing good music and. Uh, is vocally talented I'd work with them I don't have a problem you know yep. yeah there's no prejudice in between it and you know? I work all around mm. yeah from Japan to to that market Pacific to Europe you know South right. America all over so with um, with such a wide perspective on the world and the scene internationally um, it could be easy to lose sight of Jamaica, but obviously that's not happening because mm. you're still you're still voicing dancehall rhythms as well yeah, that are playing in the that streets. That is the key. A lot of these songs, most of these songs that are voiced with these international artists, have kicked off in, have kicked off in Jamaica first. Mm. J Bog, Gentleman, everything. That's what really laid the concrete ground and make everybody because everybody listens to Jamaica to what is going to come out. You know, mm -hmm. what's the latest one drop? What's the latest? They hear Jay Bogan and them, they're not thinking, yo, he's from Hawaii. They don't say, yo, this song bad. Later on, when they, when they know he's from Hawaii, it's all over, you know? So basically, I still am 100% functioning in Jamaica. This is where everything happens and starts mm -hmm. from. So tell us about the, um, the dancehall rhythm. So the, la the latest one on the road is Peeny Wally. Peeny Wally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, just had a vibe, so it's a different. I took up my guitar and playing this riff outside and start to sing something and say yo okay, put it down mm. and just put it down and I like the groove and is a groove not really in dancehall right now you know a lot of dancehall rhythms coming out of Jamaica sound one way and mm. so it's a difference. Well, speaking of the guitar um, mm. obviously you know you've got a good rack of guitars mm -hmm. here in the studio mm -hmm. um, when you build a rhythm how many musicians do you bring in to play different parts? Do you play a lot of the parts I yourself? Most of them are keyboards, guitars, sometimes, sometimes. My, my bass play guitars too, but my bass is always Danny Bassy from Fire so He plays all of my bass lines. Okay. So he's like an in house producer here too. So. Was that him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, those guys, he, he has played on millions of, from Drop Leaf come right up. Every bass line I have on one drop that he, he does it. Majority of Sizzler, Black Woman and Child album come right up. Solid as a rock, the mm. whole of those songs he played, all those bass lines, right. Shabba, you know, Jammies, King Tubbies, he's coming from way back. Big things. Yeah. Um, with uh, getting back to the Peeny Wally, of course, there's a Vibes Cartel tune on that one. Yes, yes. Sounds yes, like yes. it was voiced many yeah, years ago. Everybody wanted to know, yes, <laughs> it was, yeah. So um, you've worked closely with Cartel um, from the start from till the now. Start till now, yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, he's behind bars. So now, any any music that's coming out from Cartel is recorded earlier. Yeah, yeah, majority, mm -hmm. majority. Okay, um, looking at the state of the industry today, compared to ten years ago when you started, mm -hmm. like, what sort of changes have you seen in that uh, time? A lot of changes. A lot of changes in the terms of just sales, um, vinyl. That's mm -hmm. like I think of the past. 
the standard of music to me, in my opinion, mm-hmm. has dropped. Is that partly because there's so many producers now? I mean, it, it's like and once upon a time, producing was a serious thing, but now any kid with a computer... Put it this way, anybody can just do a song now and say they're an artist and put out a song and it plays down the road and they think they're big or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. Think about it, if they took the plane to Australia and they spent all their money and when they went on the stage they couldn't sing their song, how would you feel? Mm. That's a big, big, big... That's why you see certain artists in this game now will excel major, like Taurus Riley, he's a phenomenal performer. Mm. In my opinion, nothing in the past three, four years that come out of Jamaica can nearly go where walking in shoes in performing. So to me, the vocal level of the artist has dropped in Jamaica to me. Right. Speaking of sales and the, the, the decline of vinyl, mm-hmm. um, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to actually make money selling music now. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very much. It's, so, it's very much harder. So as a producer like yourself, yeah. um, you know, it makes you a living from music. Like, how has this affected you? Uh, or how do you actually keep uh, income? This way, uh, I'm a person, when I came into this, I didn't have money in, in mind or anything. I'm comfortable. I can take care of myself. I made my inv- the right investments throughout the years. So I can just continue doing what I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm still se- selling records up to this day. Okay. Put it this way, you just have to be more smarter. Back in those days, I could just stay in the student, people come to me and thousands of different type of work doing back then. Now, you have to really, you have to really more be going out there, assessing markets, knowing what type of music, even the major and minor, that's a big thing. That's a big assessment of how I came up with that project. Mm-hmm. All of my rhythms were in minor keys. And I know that the Pacific come down to Japan, come right back around, loves major cards, things that are happy and stuff. So that was one of my big influences to build major rhythm, to target certain territories. So that's uh, give it to you. That's intelligent. <laughs> tired we were at this dance in denim <laughs> yeah. down till five in the morning was good yeah it was wicked yeah. Yeah, for it us you know it was an experience yeah it's like nothing we ever get to see before you know okay. like we can go to quad and that's like a club back so in australia you know, I'm, I'm i'm country i'm going to the country can't take yeah yeah that's too much i've been to some dances in country before but to me dances in country nicer yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never I, been to a country. All right. If you all right, put it this way. <laughs> this is after a card. When you go to to any dance, tell me if you hear one one drop. Well, actually, you see, if you go country, yeah. it's a whole different world, mm. different artists, different. You know, you'd go to country and say, "Oh my God, di- what is this song? I never heard it before." Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest part down there, like little hero. Or, you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So that's what we like. Yeah. That's, what, that's the dance I'll, I grew up on. That is what I like. When, mm. when you're going dance, early juggling, doing some Sanchez, you beat some early warm up. Mm. Go, now, as a selector, going to dance, you want to play the hottest tune what released today. Yep. All of, none of them are selectors. Yeah. You know? The, to the, me. The dance of, yeah, last night in Denham Town, like I had a, because I played some tunes there, I had a playlist, mm-hmm. and the promoter looked at the playlist and he goes, no, they don't want to hear any one drop. 
Mm-hmm. He looked at the players and he's like, they don't want to hear any bugle. They don't want to hear any demarco. They don't want to hear, and they're just like. How does he know that? He well, doesn't know yeah. that. I'm just showing the mentality. Mm. Put it this way, when I go on summer jam and see 50,000 people singing every one of today's song word for word, what, what am I going to think? Mm. I, I'm not going to limit myself to Jamaica, mm. you understand? At the end of the day. At the end of the day, the biggest records out of Jamaica weren't, didn't bust in Jamaica. Sean Paul, give me the light, wasn't playing out here. Egyptian Hole, you never played out here, ever. Is that right? Never, till it bust. Hmm. When, when it got big in Nicki Minaj, everybody, yo, playing Egyptian. Nice. So I really never played out here, none mm-hmm. at all. Serious, serious, serious. If you check the biggest song, Shaggy Wasn't Me, they will never play that out here. Hmm. Till they hear that he's gone diamond, oh my god, playing Shaggy every <laughs> night. <laughs> that is all there, Jamaicans. They don't really embrace their own stuff. Hmm. Getting back, um, Protégé was talking about Vendetta sound. Mm-hmm. And for a while, if my memory serves, my memory's pretty bad, but I remember 45s coming out on Vendetta label yeah, as man, well. Yeah, man, we had, we had a couple of rhythms coming out on the sound label too. Right. Then, you know? So what was, what, why, was the, why were you releasing on the, the different no, label? I just wanted to just keep the name in the mix and you know, this mm-hmm. is what started us, this is what carried us to here. So okay. you can't really lose base of where you started from. you know. So what happened to Vendetta? I just, some little dub boxes out there. <laughs> just don't have enough time to deal with everything, you know? The only time I get to spin again is like when I go to Europe. Okay. People will beg me, like, yo, I want you to spin. The other day, like, promoter said, the promoter came to me, would you play an hour before the show? I say, no, that's, the, that's another tour. Right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Speaking of another tour, like, yeah. we're looking at the goals whiteboard for 2012, yeah. and I see yeah. on there Don Corleone Records Europe tour. Yes. So that's uh, that's you as a separate thing from like yeah, the tour yeah. you've just done with yeah, Protege. I'm going to do a tour coming up soon with me spinning like a, like spinning my song mm. and dub mixing. Okay. Actually, this shouldn't even be, be, I shouldn't even say this yet, but maybe they have a clash with Mad Professor and King Jammies at Garance Festival in France this year. Okay. Showdown. So the winner of that, yeah. I'm going to take them on in the next <laughs> Garance. So. Mad. Speaking of dub music, I know you've you've um, you're one of the few producers in Jamaica that's yeah. sort of still dealing with dub. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. dub is a genre of music that's huge all over the world, but yeah. I almost never hear it play in Jamaica. Yeah, never. If I ever tell, if I ever tell you, I talk myself. Um, Protege like influence me, like keep on pushing me. Do a dub, do a dub. I'm sorry. I'm going on the internet. How the hell are you learn to do this now? I know the basics. It's not put it this way. Everybody think about dub music. The first thing coming to mind, delay. Mm-hmm. It's not all about that, you know. Right. So, went on YouTube, just watch Mad Professor scientist, but I really cling to Mad Professor more. So I started to watch him, just watch him every move. I said, oh, that's him. Group that to do that, and then put a face on that, and just interpret everything, and mm. just try it. And amazingly, I, I did two YouTube videos of it. And immediately he linked Protege, Mad Professor, and said, Yo, me, what is Dan Carlo? I love this. What did you want to talk to him? And, right there. and he's like, say, You know, normally I, I don't like digital, but you just do a sound digital sound and I like, I like it. And till he said, You want to do something with me, a dub album together. So, hmm. or something in the future. Though. Right. So, what else do you have coming up in the future? Um, right now I'm just starving the people a little, you know. That's Working on a couple of things in my studio, I have a lot of rhythms, a lot of different stuff coming out. So mm-hmm. just stay tuned. I don't really want to say anything yet, but All right. a lot of different stuff. Sometimes you have to just keep back. Just so, in closing, is there any other message you'd like to pass on to the people back in Australia? 
well, much love for supporting reggae music and all the reggae artists over the world, you know, and have to be respectful for, for everybody in Australia who support Dan Cardan Records and buys the music and, you know, the support reggae music and Jamaica and a whole, you know, much respect and one love. All right. Give thanks. Uh, it's pleasure speaking to you on Babylon Burning. Uh, big up every time. Big up Babylon Burning. Keep it burning. Mad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got to dump all that oh, stuff yeah. back it up. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Can I um, get you to do a couple of jingles for yeah the radio? Yeah yeah Anytime you're in. Jesse I. Yeah, Babylon Burning with Jesse I, PBS FM. Ready? Yep. Yo, this is Dan Carleone, and you're listening to Babylon Burning with Jesse I on PBS FM. Keep it locked for all the reggae music. Boom. Ready again? Yep. Babylon burning, our time come, check how we do it, keep your eyes open, trading in the streets. Yo, this is Dan Carleone, I, uh, uh, this is Dan Carleone and I represent Jesse I on PBS FM. You can splice it up on it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you. Don Corleon, speaking to me from his home in Cherry Gardens, Jamaica, back in 2012. Listening back 10 years on, I found it interesting that at that point, Cartel hadn't been in jail for all that long, and most music coming out by him at the time were old recordings. How quickly that changed. I'd say he's done just as much music in the last 10 years behind bars as he did in the 10 years of freedom prior. I'm pretty sure he never voiced again for Corleon, though, once he was incarcerated. Well, that's it for another episode. Big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Armageddon Time, Empress Irie, John from Champion Sound, Tom Tanuki, and Todd Solomon. And big up me charges, DJ Pablito and Big Ding. More love every time. If you want to support the podcast and you're not in a position to become a patron, then please give it a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. Thanks for tuning in. Eyes is every time. <laughs>